turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Hello and welcome to the Situation Report today. This is the show where we do our very best every single episode to give you the information and perspectives you need to navigate an ever-changing culture. My name is Jeremy Stoliker. I am your host. And today we are going to talk about something we've actually discussed in the past, but we're going to look at it from a different angle As most of you who are listening or watching know, there are many folks who are still incarcerated awaiting trial for the events that took place on January 6th of 2001. And uh, again, we've talked about that, uh, so many (laughs) crazy things connected to that, so many crazy um, aspects of that. I don't even know a better way to say that other than crazy Uh, There were some violent acts, to be sure. There were a lot of people who, it seems, just kind of got caught up in the flow. Uh, So many aspects of this that are hard to understand. And one of the hard aspects to understand is that nearly two years later, we still have men and women awaiting (laughs) their trial. They have not had the privilege of due process. They're sitting in jail, not cared for, as we would expect any prisoner, for any reason, to be cared for. We've talked about this a lot. In fact, recently we had on from jail, Jake Lang, who talked to us and explained a lot about his experience and what he's gone through. And this can be repeated over and over and over again. We are going to talk to someone today who is dealing with this or addressing this from a different perspective, not dealing particularly with the politics involved or the reason these folks are incarcerated, Uh, but rather having seen what their families are going through, having understood that they're not getting the care that would normally be afforded to either those incarcerated or their families. She stepped into the gap, started a foundation, and is doing everything that she can with the connection she has and a growing platform to support these folks. And uh, man, what an interesting uh, work, an interesting perspective, and I would say this, one that many of us overlook, not understanding uh, beyond the person who is in jail, the families that are involved, the children who are involved, all that is connected to that. Someone needs to step up, and that someone has a name. Her name is Cynthia Hughes, and Cynthia is with us. Uh, she is the founder of the Hughes Foundation, which was formed to help those who struggle in our country to connect with others to help reach effective solutions. Through the Liberty Relief Response and Patriot Freedom Project, nonprofits which were created under the Hughes Foundation, she prioritizes assisting fellow Americans financially, emotionally, and occupationally. The goal of the Hughes Foundation is to continue creating uh, means of helping the public through hardship in many different ways. And this is one of those areas. She has found folks, families, uh, again, kids, spouses, who are struggling because they're Uh, fathers, their spouses, many cases their children are incarcerated, uh, not given the process that the rest of us would be afforded, that due process, 
very, very confusing time, and she is doing her best to be a support to these families. Very grateful to be able to share this conversation with you, with Cynthia Hughes. Before we jump into that, though, um, I would imagine if you've been to the grocery store recently, you've noticed that things are more expensive. Gas is more expensive. It doesn't matter where you live in this country. Things are more expensive. The economy, our economic future is uncertain. And we have to ask ourselves the question, what is it that we can do to protect our financial future for our families, for our children? What can we do personally? Uh, one of the things I would recommend is at least considering uh, adding gold and silver into your IRA, your investment accounts. Take a look, figure out how to do that, and see if that is the right fit for you. The place that you can start is with Lear Capital. Call Lear Capital, and you can get their free precious metals investor guide. You can also ask them about their Lear Advantage IRA that lets you transfer or roll over your old 401k or IRA into a gold and silver tax advantage IRA. Plus, Lear is offering right now crazy shipping, uh, free shipping, and up to $15,000 in bonus gold or silver with a qualified purchase. This is something you at least need (laughs) to take a look at. You can call for details, 800-489-6450. Lear Capital is the most rated precious metals company on consumer affairs with a near-perfect rating on Trustpilot. Call them at 800-489-6450. That is 800-489-6450. Calling that number, you will get your free kit and there you will learn how gold has performed during periods of inflation government debt interest rate hikes economic crashes even wars and how in all of those gold has been the financial bedrock asset in portfolios Uh, one of the things i love about lear capital is that they are an american-owned company proud to do business with americans that share conservative values write this number down 800-489-6450 call them today or if you don't want to call You can click the link below in the show description and the show notes. Check them out. You will do yourself a great service by at least investigating Lear and what they have to offer. Cynthia, thank you for joining me today. Really excited to talk to you. Hi, Jeremy. Thank you for having me. Yes, ma'am. We have a a lot to talk about. I'd love to start with just your story. So for those that are not familiar with you and your work, uh, talk to us about your background and then ultimately how you got involved in what you're doing now and what we'll talk about today. So I'm the founder of a, of a very recent uh, foundation, a nonprofit. It's called the Patriot Freedom Project. And I started the Patriot Freedom Project after um, a relative of mine, um, a I refer to him as my nephew. We're not biologically connected. I grew up with his parents. He had some troubles in his life growing up with his parents. Um, and I took him in and, and, and kind of raised them. Um, so he's more like my son. Um, so he was arrested in January of 2021, um, on nonviolent charges, uh, after he went to the Capitol on January 6th in a suit and tie and his, uh, red MAGA hat. Um, he did not commit any acts of violence. He did not break anything. He did not assault police. And, um, but he did go inside. He did go inside and, uh, he did not go in the state rooms. He didn't go in the chamber. He literally skipped around the crypt and he found a Trump flag on the ground and he waved it around and he, he was singing and dancing. I'm not even kidding you. That's what's on video. Um, and, uh, and he left 
And he came back here to New Jersey and he went to work and he told some people that he went and somebody called the FBI. Wow. So. Um, so the foundation was started after that. And, you know, we're very familiar with the events of January 6th. Um, what does your foundation focus on as it relates to, um, you know, the events of that day? So when he was arrested here in New Jersey, um, he made bonds and the government quickly, you know, filed an emergency order, to, you know, and his um, uh, bond was overturned. And he went through six different jails before he landed in D.C. where he got COVID and he spent six months in solitary confinement. Not even kidding you. And, you know, I would get to talk to him each day. And, you know, it, it was rough. It was very, very rough. I mean, he was living in a, you know, seven by five cell. Um, all these men that were in D.C. at that time were. Yeah. There was like 54 guys at that time. Um, and um, it was quite frustrating. He had some medical issues. He had a really bad earache, an ear infection. He got denied medical treatment. There was a guy with cancer, Christopher uh, Worrell, um, who was in remission. And he you know, was in jail with him. He was denied medical treatment, came out of jail finally after many, many months of no treatment to stage three cancer. Um, and, you know, I just after a few months of this, I thought nobody's doing anything. And how can you rely on these public defenders when they, you know, they cannot separate their personal feelings for Donald Trump and, yeah. do, and do their job? Yeah. So I said, we have to do something. And um, so I started uh, like a support group for families and I connected with some families and I went on a mission to replace our public defender and, and get the, you know, the court to appoint, you know, a new, a new lawyer that I knew would work for us. And, um, and then I just found myself doing it, you know, helping other people and assisting other people. And next thing I knew, um, I got a phone call from the amazing Dinesh and Debbie D'Souza. Mm -hmm. Um, and they, you know, had heard what I was doing and, 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 you know, kind of applauded our efforts and wanted me to continue. So they gave us a gift and, uh, and Patriot Freedom Project was born. What, uh, what do you do now to work with the families through Patriot Freedom Project? And I know you do a lot and you're very involved with those families, but uh, what's your focus, you know, right now going from, you know, volunteering, finding places that you can fit in and that you can help to kind of going on the offense, so to speak, what are you doing now to help these families and encourage uh, really the, the folks who are even in prison? So we have a legal defense fund and, um, you know, we raise money to, help with legal fees. You know, we, we don't pay like a full retainer, but we pay a partial retainer. And we, uh, you know, we, we, we help support the lawyers that way. Um, we have a mental health community and we help with, uh, you know, mental health support for those who are struggling, you know, separation from their loved one. Um, and, uh, you know, we have weekly family support groups. And um, I just had a really big fundraising event in D.C. last week. Um, where uh, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene came and spoke to several of the families. And um, so did Steve Bannon and Alex Brusewitz. And um, we're working on a documentary. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, we just have to keep raising awareness because the government is not done arresting people. I'm getting calls, you know, several times a week from new families that need help. And uh, we just have to keep on going. Yeah. Cynthia, one of the things that is 
really interesting to me about about this in particular. Um, we had the opportunity to talk to Jake, Jake Lang uh, several weeks ago, uh, who is incarcerated right now. As so, take away Donald Trump and take away MAGA and take away all that. Just as an American who values due process and the Constitution, it's it's crazy to me that more people don't care about what's happening to these prisoners. Uh, not because of the politics involved, but because these are American citizens that are being held um, without the right of due process, without appropriate representation, without the care that any prisoner anywhere else in the United States would be afforded. And, it, and it's, it's, it's so hard for me to understand how people, you know, even on the left who would say we're anti-death uh, penalty, we're pro-rehabilitation, we believe in giving everyone a second chance. It doesn't matter what anyone has done. We advocate for prisoners and their families. Those folks who, you know, I will accept that they're doing that with the best of intentions would not afford the same grace or care to the January 6th prisoners. Um, This is not about Donald Trump. This is about caring for people who have been put into prison and have not been given the same rights as every other American. Can you talk to that for a little bit? Because I think that's a very important distinction to be made here. This is not about politics. This is about human rights. Yeah, this is this is a you know humanitarian crisis. Um, I <clears throat> excuse me, I'm just getting over a really bad yeah. virus. Um, you know. You say this is not about Donald Trump, but we have to we have to pick apart everything you just said. What I mean by that is there's a couple of you know uh, like compartments to what's going on, right? Number one, we know that this whole thing is about Donald Trump. This entire thing is about Donald Trump. Yeah. If you support Donald Trump, if you oppose this administration or anybody that doesn't support him, you're 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 a tar- you know you're going to be targeted, sure. and sure. you are you you have to really walk a fine line. And I I was also saying that. Um, I did not go to the Capitol on January 6th and I worry, you know, what would, what would be if I had gone to January 6th and started this foundation? Um, I think I'd, I'd be, you know, I mean, of course I have a target on my back as it is. Um, but you know, there are some people that went to the Capitol that day and, and they had very bad intentions and they did really bad things. And because of those people, you know, the, the almost a thousand people, if not, I think we're over that number now who are, you know, targeted by this DOJ and, you know, arrested, charged and indicted um, are all being lumped into the same basket. And that is a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we have to say out loud. Yeah, there are some people that went there and they did bad things. You can't yeah. you can't yeah. assault the police no matter what. You can't assault the police. However, I do think we need to find out why so many people felt the need to defend themselves against the police that day. That is a big question that's not being answered, but you can't assault the police. um, And we have a lot of unpacking to do with what happened on January 6th. We have to get to the bottom of a lot of things and we will never get to the bottom of those things until our own government releases the video, releases the tapes, cooperates and tells the truth. And that is something they're not willing to do because right. they will do anything and everything to keep Donald J. Donald J. Trump off of that ballot in 24. And that right. is what this comes down to. They're going to drag this out yeah. as long as they can. My pillow is excited to announce the original My Slippers are back in stock. 
just in time for the holidays. Last Christmas, you made our slippers the number one selling MyPillow product, and now they have added smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new colors. What makes my slippers different is the exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slipper. My slippers' patented layers make them ultra-comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve the stress on your feet from all the running around this holiday. Wear them anytime, anywhere, and save $90 off with promo code SITREP. That's only $49.98 a pair. You'll absolutely love my slippers. And now they're also extending their 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2023, making them the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to MyPillow.com and use code SITREP or call 1-800-870-0283. Use promo code SITREP to save $90 on the original My Slippers. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. And I think certainly you're, you're exactly right. None of this would happen if it weren't for Donald Trump. I agree with everything that you just said. When I say it's not, this is not about Donald Trump, I mean, in particular, the care of incarcerated Americans, right. um, regardless of the steps that were taken to get them there. That certainly was because of the president, no question. But the reason people should care, I think, about these men and women who have been targeted and who have been in prison um, is because as Americans, we should care about due process and we should care about... Uh, prisoners' rights. We should care about these things. And we say that we do unless it is someone from a party or a political persuasions that we don't care about. And so I feel like at some point it has to be okay for people who don't agree with Donald Trump and don't agree with the politics of the right and don't agree with MAGA to go, I also don't agree that it's okay to put American citizens in prison and step on the Constitution and refuse to give them the representation they need. I think they can be separate events. Yes. And if they're guilty of a crime, they need to be prosecuted for that crime. But they need to be prosecuted for the crime. They need to go through the process that every other American gets. And that's, to me, that's where there needs to be a separation, where we need to be able to go, I can think about two things at the same time. Two things are true at the same time. Right. They're in jail because of Donald Trump. We can accept that. But what's happened since then has nothing to do with him. It has to do with well, it does, but our care of what's happened to them should be regardless of why they ended up there. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. I mean, what's going on, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the DC jail. I mean, that's where my nephew spent 22 months. Um, he just left there a month ago. Um, he's been sentenced. So now he's at prison, but, um, where he's being treated much better, but you have to wonder, you know, the mayor of DC, how she lays her head on a soft pillow every single night, knowing, you know, what's being, you know, what, what, what's being, you know, talked about coming out of the DC jail. But, you know, Jeremy, here's the thing. I wish I could say to you that what's going on in the DC jail is a January 6th thing. And it's not, I'm getting a ton of letters from people, you know, out of the DC jail who are having problems similar to what the January 6th guys are going through begging Mm. for help. And that is a real concern and I get really heartbreaking letters. I mean, I'm getting letters from all over the country now. And um, it, it, it's very alarming to know that our jail systems are so broken that, yeah. you know, that Americans, regardless of the crime, I mean, some crimes, you may want to just lock somebody away and throw the key away. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you have a young kid, 
that's in jail, you know, committed their first offense or something, and maybe it's a serious offense or whatever, you can't just throw them into solitary confinement and, and right. you know, deny them the right to see their mother and father. Now, I had right. 11 families in D.C. last week because we're, as I mentioned, we're filming a documentary um, with uh, the great Alex Brusowitz. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and a couple of them are had their children with them. And two of the ladies' uh, families that were with us, both of their husbands are in the D.C. jail. They're still in pretrial detention. We're going on two years. They, yeah. they haven't even had anything adjudicated yet, okay? But here's the thing that people need to know. Jose Padilla has been in the D.C. jail for just about two years. We're going to be, you know, coming up on it. Yeah. His three amazing, wonderful, incredible sons were with me in D.C. all last week. They were not permitted to visit him. Now they haven't seen their father in more than a year. There's not even video visits happening. That should be a problem for everybody and shame on the mayor of DC that she would keep children and fathers apart. That is something that needs to be talked about. Nobody's talking about it. And that's the case in most of these jails. So, you know, when I started this foundation, of course I started it for my own family but I started it for the many other families. And my focus has been the women and their children. And we have helped hundreds, not a few. We've helped hundreds of families. We're about to save Christmas again. We had a big yeah. Christmas you know, fundraiser last, last week. These, these families are heart sick. They're heartbroken. How do, you, how do you move forward and move to the next you know, phase? It's like they have to create a whole new normal for themselves because their loved one is still sitting in jail being denied due process. So there's not enough talking about this. There's not enough talking points about this. Everybody wants to talk about the conditions that were in the DC jail a year ago, but those are not the conditions that are happening in, you know, in DC right now. Honestly, that's the truth. Can you talk specifically about some of the families that you're working with? Um, And again, I think that's important for us to take this away from just nameless, faceless people we see the craziest video and we don't see the rest of it about what happened in, in January 6th. Um, can you talk about some of the families, some of the types of people, you know, you mentioned your nephew. Um, most of the people involved in this are not people that are lifetime criminals and, you know, wanted anything other than uh, for the constitution to be upheld. Um, talk about some of the specific people and their families and the folks that you're working with. You know, I'm not going to talk too much about Tim because there's some controversy around Tim and I don't want to get into that conversation. Sure. Um, there's a horrible picture that lives out here in the internet and I'm saying it to you. I say it on every show I go to, I condemn it. I hate it. I don't like it. And he's going to get smacked in the head when he comes home for it. Hmm. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, but my nephew, this is what he says to me. Um, I don't have a wife. I don't have children and I don't have a mortgage payment. Don't worry Mm. about me. Please help some of these guys that I'm in jail with and their wives and their children. That's what really motivated me. Um, I was a single mother for a long time. I know what it's like to struggle. I know what it's like to have to work two jobs, take care of your children. These women, you know, let me backtrack these children. When you think about it. They haven't lost just one parent right now. They've kind of lost two because, you know, you have dad in jail and you have mom who's got to pick up the slack and is working two jobs. Some are working three jobs. Um, we have women who had just given birth when their husbands went to jail. 
We have women who, you know, their, their, their babies were a few months old when their husbands went to jail. I mean, think about that. You know, Albuquerque Head, um, he just got sentenced to eight years. Uh, Kyle Young, he just got sentenced to eight years. Okay, what they're accused of is serious. There's no question about it. But it doesn't warrant eight years. I'm sorry, it doesn't. I'll say it again. I don't condone anybody assaulting the police. I'm married to a cop. Please don't assault the police. I don't know how I would feel if my husband was caught up in, in you know, what was going on on January 6th. I would be horrified. You can't assault the police, but you cannot throw somebody in jail for eight years for an event that lasted three hours. Um, hmm. And multiple people were involved. And I, I was in, you know, I was at the sentencing for these families and it was heartbreaking to see these women. Both of these women have, you know, had an infant when their husbands went to jail. Their husbands were just sentenced to eight years. Their children are not even going to know their father when they come home. Yeah. This does not sit well with me. I don't like sure. this at all. So we have to have a platform and something in place to help these children. And President Donald Trump agreed with me. Yeah, there are uh, a lot of uh, prisoner advocacy groups in the country. Um, have you had any of them reach out to you or had any connection with folks who are already doing work in other prisons to advocate for prisoners? Uh, I have not. I, I, I did hear from one place, uh, like in Arizona or something, um, but it was more about an agenda that they had, you right. know, because of the momentum that we have gained here. We have done a lot of good work. These, these families are top priority for me. I want to do everything I can. I've been helping, um, you know, we've, we've helped about, you know, close to 200 families at this point. Yeah. It's impossible to help everybody. We have an we right. have an application process in place to make this fair. Um, people that know about us, they go, they fill the application out, they tell us their needs, we bring it to the board, and we vote on it. Um, and we have so far been able to help everybody that's filled an application out. Yeah. Um, th there's so much I'm sure that you've learned over the course of uh, working through this and helping families. What are some of the top lessons or top just items that you want people to know, that you want people to understand that they don't understand either about January 6th or about the families and the prisoners. Um, if you were standing on a street corner with a, a bullhorn and, and people were stopping to listen, what would you tell them? Well, there's a lot of things I would say, you know, yeah. one, you know, we're supposed to live in the free, in the free world, right? We live in a country where we're supposed to be able to think for ourselves, feel for ourselves yeah. and vote for who yeah. we choose. And we're living in a country now where those rights are being taken away from certain people, not all people, certain people. Yeah. And that is a problem. Yeah. And yeah. I feel that, you know, the leaders of this country have a duty to all the people in this country to say, okay, there's people that feel there were inconsistencies with the 2020 election. How do we fix this? How do we help them? How do we quell, you know, this, you know, this division and this lack of unity? And they don't want to do that. Donald Trump wants yeah. to do that. And the people that support Donald Trump want to do that. But the, but the yeah. current administration doesn't want to do that. And that's a problem. That's a big problem. Yeah. There's been a lack of due process for these people. You know, you look at what went on in, in summer of 2020, right? I mean, police stations were burnt sure. down. Statues sure. were toppled sure. over. Why are these people held to a different standard? It's disgusting. Mm. And we need yeah. to talk more about that. I'll tell you something else that's been very eye-opening to me. The jail systems. Yep. We need to do something about our jail systems. 
far beyond January 6th, there are young people of all different colors, but people of color, I got to tell you, there's something to be said about some of the complaints that we have heard now in the last couple of years. That doesn't sit well with me either. And I want to work on that as well. And we are, we're doing something. Um, I don't want to talk too much about, I want to make sure it's solidified for us before we bring it up. But you know, there's a lot of things that are going on that January 6th opened our eyes to that we as a country, all people should come together to try to fix. I applaud Kristen Cinema today. I don't know if you heard or if you saw. Well, she made a, an announcement today that she's leaving the Democratic Party. Uh, I did see that. Actually, you know, yes. I mean, that's what we need to see. You know, Kristen Cinema, Tulsi Gabbard, you know, because people are tired of the lack of unity and the lack of division. These are American citizens. They've been ripped out of their homes. They've been violently raided. They've been taken from their children. They deserve, you know, due process. They deserve to be home preparing for trial and and seeing their discovery. And that's not happening. And we need to know why. Yeah, that's good. Cynthia, um, where can people learn more about the work that you're doing and support, get behind it, understand it? I'm always encouraging people to educate themselves on what is actually happening. Um, I I like to use the phrase, get beneath the headlines, because what you're reading in the headlines is probably not an accurate depiction of what's actually taking place. And uh, you've got a great website. You've got a lot of information out for people to see. Uh, Where can people find that? Where can people support the work that you're doing? So you can find us at um, PatriotFreedomProject.com. You can can find us on Truth Social. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, you can email us, info at patriotfreedomproject.com. Um, you can fill out one of our forms at the website. Um, you know, we're always putting stuff out on social media. Stay tuned for our, you know, our, our docu-series that's yep. um, going to be uh, the first installment will be released on January 6th, um, due process denied. And, um, you know, and, and I just ask that people, you know, come to our website, see what we're doing. Look at look at the help that we're you know we're giving how we're how we're affecting in a positive manner the you know the many you know families that are that are broken and right. uh, you know s- you know suffering from this injustice and um and I and I just want to say one thing I wish people would back off of you know President Donald Trump I, I, he's doing what he can I've been in communication with him he's very heartbroken and heartsick about this. Yep. And he wants to do what he can, and he's trying. And people yep. need to give him a chance. I mean, he's only one person, and he's getting brutalized in the media. You know, they don't give him a break. He's no. really, really an amazing, amazing man. Amazing. Yeah. Cynthia Hughes, thank you so much. I appreciate the conversation. And uh, there's so much to this story that most people just are unaware of. And you're in the trenches, you and your team, uh, getting the work done. So thank you for doing it. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We were not made to live in isolation. Sadly, many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone. This self-isolation has led to the staggering statistic of more than 20 veterans taking their lives every day. A lot of guys end up drinking, a lot of guys end up losing hope. Someone will go to the VA and they'll try to get, you know, prescription medications to help with PTSD. You know, they'll get pills for anxiety, they'll get pills because they can't sleep, now they'll get pills for depression before they know it, they're taking 12 different medications. And when it's not working out, these guys lose hope, and that's why there's 23 guys a day committing suicide. The mission of Mighty Oaks is to eradicate the veteran suicide epidemic 
and help our warriors change their legacies. As a result, we've been able to help over 4,000 veterans and first responders by equipping them with the tools they need to live the lives they were created to live. Everything they said just kept hitting me in the heart over and over and over again. It's like all the things that I didn't know that I needed to hear. And uh, I opened my heart to God that week, dude, and like, I've been a different person ever since. Our faith-based, peer-to-peer approach has one of the highest success rates of any program available today, offering hope and understanding to those who need it most. We provide our programs and resources, including travel, at no cost to our warriors. I remember talking to a licensed uh, social worker who actually handed me a pamphlet to Mighty Oaks. So I went, and I'm glad I did. By aligning their lives to biblical principles, these men and women are able to lead their families, their communities, and our nation. Our mission is to serve and restore our nation's warriors and families who have endured hardship through their service to America and to help them find new life purpose through hope in Christ. It's your generosity that can make a difference in the lives of the men and women who have fought for our country and our freedoms. Now that they're home, don't let them fight alone. Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. Grateful for the work of Cynthia and her team. And again, from my perspective, this is a lot less about politics than it is about understanding we have a constitution, we have constitutional rights, we have laws in place that allow prisoners to have due process. There are organizations across our country who do everything they can to support the families of those who are incarcerated. And yet, for whatever reason, in this one instance, um, and Cynthia mentioned perhaps it's broader than just this one instance, but in this one jail for sure, uh, these rights, due process, these rights that are afforded to prisoners across our country, the support that's given to families is non-existent. She's stepping into that. I would encourage you to go and check out uh, her website, check out the work that they do, and uh, see how you might get involved. Uh, Again, even if it's just learning from what she's learned, videos, documentaries, and other information that is available. Go and check that out. Uh, Really appreciate you watching and or listening. If you are listening and not subscribed, you need to subscribe. That's the most important thing you can do right now. Uh, In all of your life, the most important thing you can do is subscribe to this podcast so that you have information that you need to navigate an ever-changing culture. And uh, we are living at a crazy time. We do our best to give you folks who can give you the right perspective. So please go ahead and subscribe, then share this content out with others. Take some time. Go to YouTube. You can find our channel there, The Situation Report. And uh, we'd love to have you subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Leave us a comment. And that would be a great way to connect as well. Thank you so much for participating in this conversation. We will talk to you next time. Many of you know that my day job is working for an organization called the Mighty Oaks Foundation. I've had the opportunity to work with the Mighty Oaks Foundation for a little over 10 years now and very grateful for that opportunity. I served in the United States Marine Corps and left in 2003. When I came back from Iraq and got out of the Marine Corps, I transitioned and had some of the same struggles that many of our veterans today have. Uh, That transition time can be very, very difficult. I moved on with the help and support of my family and others in my close-knit community and really, in many ways, tried to walk away from my service. It was too hard, too difficult for me to look back, to remember, to stay connected, and so I chose not to. 
About 10 years after I walked away, I was reconnected with many of the men that I had served with uh, in Iraq and even before that Iraq deployment and came to understand that so many of the men that I served with did not do well. I came home and I struggled, but I had a family around me and I had a community around me that helped me to get back on my feet and continue moving forward. So many of those that I had served with, however, did not have the same opportunity. They came home and didn't have that family around them, that community that could lift them up. And so they made some decisions, decisions that we talk about often in the veteran community. I was reminded about 10 years after my service that some of the men that I served with in Iraq came home and struggled and decided that it would be best for them to end their lives. Others who had not taken their lives, but who had struggled from one relationship to the next, from one job to another, and had never really gotten back on their feet. I learned after 10 years that walking away from my military service was not really an option. (laughs) You see, we think we can hang our uniform in the closet for the last time and walk away, but our obligation to those that we served with remains. It was at that time that I had the opportunity to get connected to the Mighty Oaks Foundation. It was just getting started. I met our founder, Chad Robichaux. And together we began to work on what is today a national nonprofit serving veterans, active duty service members, and more and more the first responders in our community. That's what we do. You see, Chad served in the Marine Corps as well, and both of us have an understanding, and so many of the folks, many, many folks that work with us now who served in the military and in the first responder community understand that we may get out, we may hang the uniform up, but we still have an obligation to care for those who have served or are serving. That's exactly what we do at the Mighty Oaks Foundation every single day. We run programs across the country for those who have served, veterans, or are serving, active duty service members, those who are serving in their community as first responders, police officers and firefighters, and others in that first responder community. We serve them by helping them to understand that there is life beyond their service, that their identity should be wrapped up in more than a uniform or a job that they've done or are doing, that there is a purpose, that there is a plan. In fact, that God, the creator, has something he intends for them. And that if they'll simply align their lives to the life that he has for them, so much of the trauma, so much of the difficulty, so much of their past, so many of those things that have a hold on them, they may not go away, but they won't maintain the hold and the control. Here's the message we try to convey and communicate. There is hope. And there is a community of people found within the Mighty Oaks Foundation that understand where you've been because we've been there. We don't have it all figured out. We're certainly not perfect, but we've taken some steps to move forward and we want to take you with us. That's what we do. How do we do that? Again, by communicating the fact that there is hope, by connecting with others who've been there and know how to move forward and by getting around you and supporting you as you begin to take those very important steps yourself. The Mighty Oaks Foundation is blessed to have supporters across the country that make it possible for us to do the work that we do at no cost to the veteran, the active duty service member, or the first responder. For you to attend our program, you simply need to set aside five days and come to one of our locations, one of our facilities. We'll do the rest. There will be no cost to you for the program, no cost for the transportation to get you to the program. We do all the planning and all the logistics. You simply need to get there. We want to remove every obstacle for you to get the help, the encouragement, the strengthening, (laughs) the hope, the renewal that you need.
we're thankful for the opportunity to do that. Perhaps you are not a veteran or a service member. You're not in the first responder community, but you care about those who have served and are serving our communities. Well, you may fall into the other category then. Perhaps you're someone that can support what we do financially to make it possible for those folks to come along. Maybe your support is not financial support, but you know someone in your community, in your town, in your church, uh, in a club or something else that you're a part of that could use this kind of support and encouragement. Plug them in. Let us help them. Let us get them on the road. No cost to them. We want to do the work, but we need you to get them to us. That was a lot of words. If you listen to the show, you know I say a lot of words sometimes. So let me point you to the one place where you can get all your questions answered. MightyOaksPrograms.org is our website. MightyOaksPrograms.org. There you will find more information about what we do as an organization. There's an application for those who would like to apply. Fill that out, application out. Our team will get back to you, set everything else up. If you would like to support the work of the Mighty Oaks Foundation, you'll find a place to do that there as well. And there is also a section for resources. So many of you know people who need help but may not start by coming to a program, attending a program, but they would read a book, they would watch a video, they would listen to a testimony. We have those resources there for you as well. So please come and join us at the Mighty Oaks Foundation's website, mightyoaksprograms.org. Our veterans, active duty members, and first responders need our support. Maybe you're in that category. You need our support. And that begins by going to the Mighty Oaks Programs website, mightyoaksprograms.org. 